The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. A uh, rainy day and night is in our future. We have 36 degrees, wind chill 31, and we expect uh, with wind, rain uh, tonight mainly, and then continuing into uh, tomorrow, we could get half an inch or more of rain, and it will be rain uh, in the northern half of. Michigan, a winter storm watch is in effect, and they're expecting significant accumulation up north, which is good for, uh, you know, winter. Skiing. Yeah, the winter sports. Yeah, winter sports. People are anxious to use their snowmobiles and skis, so that'll be a possibility. This would have been the weather for the year that I would have bought a snowmobile, <laughs> yeah. you know. Okay, I'm going to buy one this year, and then... No snow in Jackson. Yeah, no, so, I, I'm sure there's people who bought snowblowers. And... Well, you always have to have a snowblower. But the yeah. snowmobile, you gotta you gotta have snow to use it. So, I don't think I, I can't recall one time I've used my ice scraper this year. Oh, don't say that! <laughs> don't say that. Um, I have. Uh, I use a CD case for my ice scraper. <laughs> um, it was interesting. I've, we've been following some of these uh, college uh, news cases. The Alabama player uh, that was uh, char he's charged with capital murder. And uh, he admitted that he provided the gun that was used in that shooting. Former Alabama player, I should say. Um, but another, another uh, man used the gun and committed the crime. But it's amazing to me that a Division I athlete in the middle of a season can get wrapped up in something like this. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy, uh, especially at a, a place like Alabama. It's amazing. It's, it's just amazing with all that's going on right and college athletics and uh travel that you can be that uh distracted and away from uh the reality of what you're there to be doing it's just crazy not just players a michigan assistant football coach has yeah. been suspended for uh it's unknown but something to do with computers at work I usually know what that means. <laughs> usually I know what that means. Hey, Albion College has announced uh, their new football coach, and you know. Ooh. Travis Rundle will be back. You really? remember Travis? Wow. Uh, Travis, uh, a couple years older than me, uh, him, his family moved when uh, his father Craig took the mm -hmm. Albion College job in 97, and Craig coached 97 to uh, 2018. And then Dusty Brewer took over for Craig. Dusty. Uh, took the job at Division II Northwood. So uh, Travis coming back to Albion, where he's very familiar. And uh, of course, the university is very familiar with the uh, Rundle name. So should mm -hmm. be exciting. As uh, Albion College uh, continues to uh, build some stability, both uh, in academics and in uh, athletics, they've had uh, yeah, some they, 
controversies. Yeah, they have. A uh, basketball coach over uh, Christmas break was, uh, was suspended um, for uh, using... He, he said the N-word in practice um, mm. and was... There's plenty of articles you can you can read how the university handled it and how everyone handled it. But yeah, they've had uh, they've had some turmoil on campus, uh, no doubt, no doubt about it. So. Yeah, the Albion student newspaper, the uh, Albion Pleat, has been covering uh, this extensively, so you can see that uh, online. Yeah. Uh, good news uh, from Lansing: COVID cases have fallen 29 percent, the fewest reported since the week. Uh, First week of April 2022. 2019? 2022. <laughs> no, but it's the fourth consecutive week the case uh, cases fell. Uh, the fewest positive tests since the pandemic began. And we're in the middle of winter, so that yeah. should be good for, uh, for everyone to hear. Mm -hmm. um, you on TikTok? Uh, I have it on my phone, but... Really? So you, you have an account? Yeah. You do have an, a TikTok I account. I, so. I don't. I don't know. What does that look like? Is it yellow? Uh, no, I don't think so. So uh, Texas and Texas A&M are banning the use of TikTok on campus hmm. on, across their network. I across, can never find my apps. Yeah, across their network. So you cannot use the Texas or Texas A&M Wi-Fi to log on to your TikTok. So... Uh, of course, uh, they're worried about data breaches. This Large follows, universities. Yeah, this follows uh, Governor Greg Abbott's banning of TikTok on all uh, state devices. And the uh, state universities and colleges are essentially following suit because they are part of state government. Yeah. Oh, speaking of TikTok, mm. uh, interesting uh, TikTok video from down under the uh, McDonald's in... Australia. Uh, horse. Hello. Yes, yes. A horse riding in the back seat of a drive-through customer's car at McDonald's in New South Wales. The owner of the horse in the car said the horse was excited for ice cream. It's a nice-looking yes. horse. Yeah. Do you know Australians? <laughs> they don't say they don't say hi. How are you doing? They say how are you going. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this reminds me of the time when uh, Lisa Simpson uh, got a horse and Homer drove it home in the back seat. <laughs> of the family station wagon. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in, uh, here in the United States, uh, police uh, corralled a, a cow in the parking lot of the Olive Garden mm. um, yesterday. The cow was spotted in the uh, Olive Garden parking lot in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Mm. And uh, officers joked that the cow had heard about the never-ending soup and salad option at uh, Olive Garden. I have never seen a... <laughs> I wonder if it was like a... You know, most Olive Gardens are in mall parking lots. I wonder if the cow had moseyed through the mall area as well. They rescued <laughs> the cow. They don't know where it came from. So it's at the police department. If you're missing a cow... <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. uh, I missed watching Night Court last night. I missed it because I was watching Lumen Western. Oh, yeah, that was a great that game. That was a really good game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lumen Christie moves to 7-3. and three. Um, And you can tell when those teams play, they just don't like each other. They just don't. <laughs> they don't like each other. It's a rivalry. It's a great rivalry. Great rivalry. Western, Lumen Christie, it's a great rivalry. All, all towns need good rivalries. And it's funny, though, it trickles down to the little kids when they play each other. It's so funny. Huh, so, really? Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. But uh, Lumen Christie, uh, good win. It was a good crowd. 
Uh, so yeah, it was it was nice. They have a tough one on uh, Friday. Cold water comes to mm. town. Exactly 70 years after the first Corvette was introduced, General Motors introduced the new electric Corvette mm. yesterday. It's uh, kind of electric. Uh, the front wheels are powered by an electric motor. The back wheels have a 495 horsepower V8 gasoline engine. <laughs> 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 you don't have to plug it in <coughs> because the gas engine is so powerful, it charges the, the battery. Oh, good. I think that looks beautiful. <coughs> Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Would you like one? Would you like a throat lozenge? The Corvette E-Ray will go on sale later this year at a sticker price starting at $104,300. What's that a month? <laughs> I don't know. Pretty cool car. It is. It is. Have you driven a Corvette? I have. I have too, and this is a great Corvette story. Um, I took uh, the uh, Tom Riccadello's Corvette. Mm -hmm. He loaned it to me. I believe it was in 96, so it would have been pretty new at the time, to take my girlfriend at the time to, um, I don't know, homecoming or something. Mm -hmm. Got gas at that buddy's on the corner of uh, Brown and Morrell, and I pulled out, and the Corvettes have... This one had a, a hard plastic floor mat, mm -hmm. so I, I, the floor mat got caught in between the gas and the <laughs> brake, and I turned onto Brown Street, and all of a sudden I'm going probably a buck ten. So I had to both feet slam on the uh, brake and pull off down one of those side streets off Brown and throw it in the park, and uh, that was the last time I ever drove a Corvette. Mm. Yeah, I took Judy Ganton's Corvette out for a spin. Oh, yeah? yeah. How'd that go? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I bet. You probably didn't get over 35. Well, on Carter Road, it turns out you can go uh, about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Be careful out there. On the straightaways. The uh, YMCA is having the Jackson Reeds Winter Book Blast, and that is Saturday from 11 to 1 at the Jackson YMCA, and kids can get a free book. So that's pretty cool. Again, Saturday from 11 to one. Free books, free bag of books. And Events. you can try the uh, rock wall, pickleball. Everyone's playing pickleball now. It's sweeping the country. Yes, it is. Yeah, the events are back uh, after the uh, holidays. We've got TCA Comedy Show in Tecumseh. We've got Bluegrass-ish at Weatherwax Hall as part of the Music on Tap series and a few other things happening this weekend. Be sure and check out experiencejackson.com or Today in the J on JTV.TV. Well, you mentioned that uh, Western Lumen Christie yes, game. Yes, I did. I'm curious how it ended. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get to some sports brought to you by our friends over at Extreme Dodge. Check out their new oil change building. They'll get you in and out. Coffee, cookies, popcorn, and soda while you wait. Here's uh, boys basketball. East Jackson with a nice win over at Hillsdale. Dansville over Grass Lake. It was JPEC over Battle Creek Academy. Lumen Christie 55, Western 45. And like I said, Lumen moves to seven and three. You know, they lost to Northwest by 30, so I think people counted them out, but seven and three, they're getting it going. Michigan Center beat Reading 59-52. Potterville over Springport, Marshall, over Northwest by one girls basketball. Grass Lake beat Celine. Western beat Lumen Christie. Clinton over Napoleon. Northwest over Marshall. Quincy over Concord. And Springport over Jonesville. Here's what's coming up on deck. 
for this evening. Girls basketball, Michigan Center at EJ, Hanover's at Onstead, and we've got some bowling. Lumen on the road at Canton for hockey, and there's the wrestling lineup, and that's all coming up on deck. We'll have highlights, scores, photos on the Extreme Dodge scoreboard later on. You've heard of uh, Dry January? Yes. I got a call from a friend last night who was doing Dry January, and they have changed it to damp January and damp February, and I support that. Uh, I've heard it referred to as moist January as moist? well. Moist? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's, so you're, you're drinking, people drink a little bit. Is that what it means? I guess. Yeah. I think it means they had one. Oh, they had one. Yeah, they had one. They broke so their... A little uh, damp. Broke their uh, yeah. fast. Yes, they did. Uh, today's show is being brought to you by Vermeulens. Vermeulens on West Michigan Avenue. I invite you to stop in. They've got a huge selection of furniture and uh, new. New pieces are arriving daily. Uh, Vermeulens, uh, three generations serving our community. I saw Nate Vermeulen last night. You did? And he asked me if I was ready for a full day of basketball oh, yeah. on I Saturday. Yeah, full day. Full day? Did he, does he know what he's in for? I don't know. I got to talk to him tonight about it. Yeah, Andy and uh, Nate, they, uh, they coach a, a sixth grade basketball, girls basketball team, and apparently there's a marathon. Of yeah, we games. have a lot of activity on Saturday. Um, it's going to be a full day, so a uh, pack of peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And we have a full day on the morning show. Who's coming in Yeah, today? we have a full day. We're going to get things started with Dr. Jacob Sinkoff from IEP Urgent Care and Dr. Jory Johnson from Henry Ford Jackson Health right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. The Michigan Department of Corrections is hiring and they have a hiring event coming up at Albion College, and this will be open interviews 9 a.m. to 5. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, excuse me, uh, January 19th at the uh, Sarah Fitness and Dow Rec Center in Albion. And uh, corrections officers starting at over $20 an hour. And as we have uh, learned, plenty of opportunities to grow within the MDOC. Joining us now from IEP Urgent Care Emergency Services Physician, Dr. Jacob Sinkoff, and from Henry Ford Jackson Hospital Resident Physician, Dr. Jory Johnson. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, thanks for having me back. Yeah, Jackson has uh, a huge uh, number of residents that are training right here in Jackson, and you're part of this, uh, this current crop. Yeah, fortunately I am, yeah. So. How did you end up at uh, Henry Ford Jackson? So, uh, yeah, that's a great question. So uh, emergency medicine is just real popular in the state of Michigan. Um, back when I was in medical school, uh, I was looking at programs or states that would you know, accommodate families because uh, I got a wife and kids. So, um, yeah, and ended up in Michigan. Uh, and then I ended up uh, just rotating at the hospital for a, a rotation while I was during yeah during med school, and that sparked my interest in the community and the hospital. What's it like as a, as a resident, kind of, tra I mean, traveling around, you kind of don't know where you're going to end up, and <laughs> things like, what's, what's that like going, you know, um, 
obviously years of schooling, a lot of travel. Talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah. So I mean, if, if this is something that you really want, like if you're one of those person, you know, types of people that want everything written down and follow that schedule, it's uh, it could be a little hectic because <laughs> you have to make a lot of changes. No, it's a it's a fun uh, fun roller coaster. You know, mm -hmm. you, sometimes you just, uh, just got to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what I remember about about my experience. We've had the residency um, at uh, Henry Ford Jackson now for ten years. We're coming up on our ten year anniversary wow. um, since um, our training programs all started. And I was actually part of the first residency okay. class in Jackson. Wow. So, um, but yeah, the experience of traveling around the state, not knowing where you're going to end up next. Yeah. Um, you know, I wanted to stay in Michigan, but there's. Um, you know, people travel all around the country looking for uh, a place for residency yeah. and the specialty that um, uh, they desire. And um, coming up in February, um, I believe it's February, right? They have what's called the match, mm -hmm. which is where applicants apply to programs and programs rank those applicants okay. um, based on, you know, what specialty um, you want and then the location of specialty. So um, we've already done our interviews within the program, usually those you know, happen at the end of the year, and then um, all the applicants form what's called a rank list, and all the programs form a rank list, and they do some algorithm, and then you get matched, and you go yeah. wherever they tell you to go, yeah. and it's a scary but exciting, exciting time. Um, so, and then you get started, and we get to have um, emergency medicine residents for four years, like we've had Dr. Johnson for four years. That's awesome. So, you're his mentor, you, you have, do, <laughs> yeah. you, do, like, he gives you the paperwork? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he helps me out a lot. <laughs> he helps, uh, well, not just me, but all the other residents as well. So you get, uh, we call them attendings, but they're uh, certified, board certified emergency medicine physicians, and they train the residents. Now, being an emergency uh, medicine physician, are you actually, isn't there even a subspecialty of that that you're studying? There, there can. Uh, so there's fellowships that you can look into after residency. Like you could do critical care, mm -hmm. um, yeah, tox toxicology yeah. is another one. Emer uh, EMS are, okay. are other ones um, that you can kind of go in afterwards. Some of our other programs, such as internal medicine, um, they have a lot of fellowships also. So you do your three years of emer or, um, uh, internal medicine, then you do a fellowship in cardiology if you want yeah. to do a be a cardiologist, or um, a fellowship in gastroenterology if you want to be a gastroenterologist. Mm -hmm. So, um, most of we've had a couple residents go um, in the past go into ultrasound fellowships, which mm -hmm. is another um, emerging uh, popular thing yeah. to do. So, we've had residents go in that. We've also had um, a couple residents uh, do a wilderness medicine fellowship oh, wow. for a yeah. year afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of um, our emergency medicine residents are very outdoorsy, outdoorsy people, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, goes along with everything. So I think we've had two residents do that um, uh, also, and a lot of the residents just kind of, you know, once they graduate, they become board certified and they yeah. start working all around the country. And we, we try to keep as many as we can yeah. in the community um, and uh, in Michigan for sure, but we've had... Um, I think from our program, uh, four, was it four or five residents become attendings here that's in the great. community, and that's the ultimate goal um, through, I think, all the programs at Henry Ford Jackson is to recruit physicians to the community, and I think we've done a, a very good job, and we'll continue to do that. However, you <laughs> are headed somewhere south once I, you're finished <laughs> here. Yeah, so uh, I uh, signed to the hospital down in uh, Arkansas. So very, very good. Cool. So we're well, we wish about you that. the best, uh, oh, I appreciate best down there. Let me ask you a question while I have you both here. Um, 
How do we know if it's an IEP visit or an emergency room visit? Uh, give me a few examples. Um, let's say uh, my kid breaks their leg. So, uh, so that's a that's a good question <laughs> too. So, um, yeah. So the difference uh, between going to the um, uh, yeah the urgent care or the uh, uh, emergency medicine. Sometimes it's hard to tell, yeah. even if it was my own child. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, First of all, always happy to see people in the emergency department. Right. So there's no wrong answer for going to the yeah. emergency department. Um, at the urgent care, we do have x-ray capabilities. Mm -hmm. um, so anything that's, you know, just is fractured and the bone's not really displaced or anything mm -hmm. like that, we could splint up at the urgent care and refer you to one of our orthopedic yes. specialists. Anything that might need um, to be what we would call reduced or straighten the bones out a little bit would require sedation. That would be more of an emergency okay. department visit. And if you go to the urgent care um, and it's deemed like, hey, this probably needs um, a higher level of mm -hmm. care, um, our urgent care will call the emergency department. So the emergency department will be expecting you. Mm -hmm. um, the physician, you know, will have a you know a physician, the physician. Uh, uh, a call so um, golden ticket. The, exactly kind of the golden ticket type mm -hmm. of type of deal so everyone has those proper expectations but that's that's a lot of times the yeah. ultimate question um, the other thing you know that you know we can do with the urgent here is you can get vital signs and yeah. they can kind of triage from there okay. um, so I don't think there's a, a really wrong okay. wrong answer per se but um, you know some of the capabilities of the urgent care you know stitches sure. um, we can splint there's x-ray capabilities obviously COVID flu testing sure. stuff like that are, are very easily handled um, um, at the urgent care and We've been extremely busy, so I just yeah. want to plug that you can do your yeah. uh, get online appointments too yeah. through the urgent care through the website, um, which, which really helps yeah. too. Um, Were so you there this week? Well, you could be. <laughs> I think you could better better answer that question because you've been to both many times. Yes, yeah. but how do you decide which one? Not patient. <laughs> it's a punch cards almost I go where, Punch cards no, almost I, up. I go wherever the the patient is. It's, yeah. You know, I have, no, been been to both places many times, many many times. Have you had some uh, unusual challenges working in the ER here? Uh, I think every time you walk into the emergency department, you can find yourself with some like some uh, some interesting stories. Yeah. Um, but particularly here, it's been fun. <laughs> There's some fun stuff. That yeah. What's what's a common thing that, that folks come to the ER that maybe they don't know need to go to the ER for? Um, yeah. Well. It's kind no, of an interesting question. Yeah, that too. is. Uh, I, no, that's a great question. I, I think one of the things would be, I think some patients kind of contemplate, like, should I be going to the emergency department or, you know, can I go to the urgent care or, or you know, this is something that can be addressed with their primary doctor or mm -hmm. not. And then they kind of are indecisive and then they wait. And then, unfortunately, I think they've waited too long. Sure. And then they, they just get more sick. So it's something called sepsis, but it's just like a systemic infection, which will start somewhere and then spread to the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. And if you wait too long, sure. the more sick you get. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's a great point is, you know, at least getting seen by someone, right. whether, hey, let's schedule a family doctor appointment, and then they can, you know, see and yeah. say, hey, maybe you should, you know, maybe you need to go to the emergency department. 
um, I think is, is, is something smart yeah. to do. The other thing too, a lot of times is, you know, chest pain, a lot of times sure. people put it off, sure. it's, you know, it's indigestion and Stress, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, stuff like that. And a lot of times that we have a lot of testing capabilities that at that point the urgent care mm -hmm. doesn't have and they sure. would maybe send you up with chest pain. So I think that's something that shouldn't, shouldn't be ignored. Yeah, if someone asks you, do you think they should go in? The answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would never, no, never say no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you're not turning people away. No, no way. <laughs> so we're in the winter uh, respiratory. Uh, we've got all this stuff going on. Flu, uh, RSV, I've had it. Yep. Oh, you're an expert on it now. Yeah, I'm an expert on it. I know you can't do anything about it. No, no, and that's, that's what's so terrible is, you know, explaining the parents is... Uh, the duration is so long, it can yeah. be up to three weeks of just this cough. Um, and yeah, it's like a pneumonia, but there's no treatment for it. Mm -hmm. You can't give it, it's a virus, so antibiotics don't do anything. Yeah. We've, they've done studies on every possible treatment, and they've done studies on steroids, on breathing treatments, and really the only thing that really works is what, it's our supportive care. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Tylenol, Motrin, especially on infants. Uh, suctioning the nose um, to oh, kind of open the nasal airways because mm -hmm. you get copious amounts of nasal yeah. nasal drainage. So that's what makes RSV so so frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, is just yeah, there's not really a great treatment, you know, not really a great treatment yeah. for it. Um, but it's important, obviously, to get you know checked out by the family, you know, mm -hmm. so oxygen levels can get checked and and all that and evaluate yeah. breathing. And the uh, chain pharmacies are now op they they drop the limits on some of the uh, children's medications. Mm. Yeah, it's very very hard to find Tylenol, uh, Motrin also. Yeah. Yeah, so very mm. difficult. Jory, uh, in your uh, rotation here at uh, Jackson, what have you liked about our community? Uh, the community is great. So I have kids uh, in this area, so they go to Dibble Elementary. Um, they do sports, extracurricular activities at the YMCA. Mm -hmm. um, my older my oldest daughter, well, my oldest kid, she uh, she does ballet, but she travels to Chelsea for that. So, I mean, we've one, the moment we moved here, <laughs> we got right involved in community activities and stuff, and we love it. Yeah, well, it's great. Uh, thank, I want to thank you guys both for uh, being here. You better start looking for a ballet school in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it. They uh, fill up pretty fast. You say that, but my wife already found one. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much for uh, being here. Uh, resident physician, Dr. Joy Johnson, and from IEP Urgent Care, Dr. Jacob Sinkoff. More of the morning show right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. The Chambers Night of Distinction is happening, and we need you to register if you'd like to attend. The Night of Distinction is... February 2nd, Thursday, February 2nd, and it's uh, presented by Veritas. Join the chamber for their annual awards, and then afterwards, dinner, dessert, and uh, refreshments at Veritas. And you need to sign up, register by the 20th, so get your tickets today. Joining us now from County National Bank, President and CEO Joe Williams and CFO Eric Lawson. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to Glad here. to be here this yeah. morning. Good to see you guys. It's been, uh, it was a busy 2022, and you and I were just talking. It's almost February of 23. It's it's hard to believe how fast time goes. Yeah. I guess it's true. The older you get, the faster <laughs> it goes. <laughs> 
Oh, it's your uh, first year as president and CEO of uh, CNB. And uh, Eric, uh, you, you got an elevation in your uh, duties as well. I did. This year has been a, it's been a lot of change for us. And uh, having Joe come in has really, for me, been uh, a, a just a boon for, for me and, and the rest of the, uh, the members of senior leadership at the bank. And we really have feel that uh, 2022 was a year that is a stepping stone for us as we move to 2023 yeah. and beyond. That's really important for us uh, as a bank because that really our success is the community community's success and, and Jackson being a big part of that. Yeah, how important is it to uh, not only talk the talk but, but walk the walk, which you guys have uh, historically just uh, constantly supporting the community, events, businesses. Uh, how important is that to, to your organization? I would say it's really important that's who we are. It's yeah. really our DNA. We are a community bank. Uh, people live in the communities in which we have offices in. Yeah. Uh, but you know, giving back to the community, obviously if we continue to strive to make our communities better, then that benefits the bank and it, it benefits our employees mm -hmm. and it benefits the community. So honestly, it's a win-win for everybody when we all work together and collaborate mm -hmm. together. Yeah, we've seen you all over town uh, all year long. You've been a big part of a number of community events, including the Art, Beer, and Wine at uh, Ellis Sharp Museum, the Downtown uh, Chili Fest, and much more. I get a chance to uh, meet a lot of your people yep. at these events, and that's really is not just setting up a tent and writing a check. Your your people are actually part mm -hmm. of the event. Yeah, we. I mean, again, it's it's who we are. It's what we do. Uh, we want to be participating in the community. You know, the, the great event last Friday uh, in Jackson, the Martin yeah. Luther King breakfast, you know, 500 plus people there. Uh, we had a table, but, you know, just listening to Mr. John Willis and, mm -hmm. you know, when he talks, he, he talked about, you know, if, if, if you can serve, you can lead. And that's kind of the same mantra that mm -hmm. we take at County National Bank is if we can serve, we can lead. And that's what we want to do for all the communities that we're in. Yeah, we see a lot of your employees around town, uh, whether coaching sports, volunteering. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, judge the chili cook-off with Bob Rosa. Bob, yeah, oh, Bob's and, uh, fantastic, yeah. Uh, I can't, Bob and I tried all the chili. I don't, I think maybe one of you guys would, would maybe want to step in next year. Oh, look, there's you. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's my brother. Yeah. Well, you're taking the picture. Am I? Yeah. Oh, why am I there standing? Why am I standing like that? Yeah. You're trying to get good height. Yeah, yeah, yeah well. okay. <laughs> Great picture. Love the colors. That's part of Bright Walls, I assume. Yes, so that's, of course. that is an amazing piece for us as well yeah. in the community. That, Isn't it amazing that, the events? That it's unbelievable have. what Jackson has done. Just since I've been here, it's been been five years now yeah. since I moved here. And I've been across other parts of the country. I, you know, we talk about the Jackson natives, which is important because you're born and raised here. Um, but I chose to come here yeah. from, uh, you know, I lived in Massachusetts for, for most of my life and then California for 16 years. So coming to the central part of the country, it's kind of just right for me, you know, a yeah. little bit of uh, try too hot, too cold, you know, just right in Jackson. And the, the people here have really shown um, what a community does to develop itself. Yeah. You know, you have hard times, there's always peaks and valleys, and, and Jackson went through that uh, back in, in 8, 9, 10, we mm -hmm. saw that. and. Um, the bank was here for Absolutely. them, and then the growth that we've had with these events. And yeah. I hope that there's something else like Bright Walls that comes out. I know yeah. they kind of reached the end of their um, mm -hmm. their life cycle for that, but I do hope to see mm -hmm. something else. They've got something up their sleeve yes, for uh, 2024. Good. Good. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, now, uh, I'm curious. Uh, it sounds like you're pretty bullish on, on the economy, uh, and we're hearing all of this uh, out of the East Coast and West Coast about how, you know, we might be seeing a, a slight recession. Um, what, how do you feel about this community and how we, uh, you know, financially and economically, uh, how set are we? Well, I think when we talk about recession, it, a lot of it is just technical factors. You look mm -hmm. at uh, a reduction in, in GDP for two quarters. That's really the technical version. When you look at it here, what, what your focus is mostly is on unemployment. And unemployment in this region has been uh, relatively low. It, it's a little bit uh, higher than the country in general, mm -hmm. but relatively low. And I think when you look at unemployment being relatively low, it ends up softening any type of recessionary mm -hmm. activities. So certainly there will be some sort of reduction. I mean, that's what the Fed's doing right now. They're raising rates, which will stop uh, businesses or at least inhibit businesses mm -hmm. from doing excessive investment. And when you do that, uh, it tends to slow down growth. And, and that's what they're trying to do. So it may happen that way. Uh, but I don't envision that being a significant impact on mm -hmm. the community. And I, I think with the way that this community restructured itself after 09, 10, and the rest, that it's more capable of, of rebounding than mm -hmm. it has been historically. Yeah. yeah, we certainly don't see a repeat of 2008. Right. And as I've gotten out to talk to some of our great business clients here in Jackson, you know, they're still kind of full steam ahead yeah. with some major projects and everything. Um, so we're kind of excited. Yeah, we, we, we might see some challenges, you know, as they continue to maybe ri uh, raise interest rates. But for the most part, we're, we're seeing good response from our business clients. And actually, you know, in, in loan committee, we've been looking at some pretty impressive deals. And we're actually, we're off to a pretty good start with, with loan activity. So kind of that's a good sign, I think, from us and what we see with our, with our bank clients. Let's take a look at, uh, you guys made, made some changes, made some investment. The, uh, the, Spring, Arbor, uh, the Spring Arbor Road uh, branch now open to uh, service <laughs> customers. And this, uh, this was a, was this the ho uh, home loan uh, center at one point? I can't remember. I'm not sure what, uh, yeah, it wasn't it's it former was, uh, it was a back office. A back a office, yeah. Okay. But now, yes. I mean, right on Spring, Spring Arbor Road and uh, full service. How important is it uh, to have all this brick and mortar as a community bank, as you see, you know, you see large, large uh, national banks kind of pull out of the, the brick and mortar, right? And for us, that has really been the key to the growth yeah. is, is being able to, we want to stay in the community. We don't look at our branch network as a profit and loss center. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really the ability to touch the community at those locations. Uh, so when we open up branches, we're really trying to provide the, the community with more access to us and access mm -hmm. to the banking. So it, changing our branch network in Jackson is still something that we're evolving on. We're still looking uh, to enhance that network mm -hmm. in the Jackson area. We want to make sure that we're covering all aspects. Uh, so for us, that type of growth is, yeah. is still very much part of what we're looking to do over the next year. To, yeah. to five to ten years. It's another place where uh, your uh, your customers get to know your people. We we want to we want to make it convenient yeah. for people to bank with us and again walk in the talk. So we're not just yeah. you know presenting a check somewhere, of but course. we're actually investing in the community with with bricks and mortar, uh, with you know joining service clubs, being active to try to help improve our community. So again, I think it comes back to your original comment is you know we're trying to walk the talk. Yeah. I think one of the most exciting things you guys get to do is uh, carry around those giant checks yes. <laughs> and hand them out. And, uh, 
couple weeks ago, you were at Spring Arbor University with, wow, what a giant check this is. Tell us about uh, Spring Arbor University and why uh, this donation was so important to CMB. Well, they've been a great partner with the bank uh, over the years, you know, way, way before I joined the organization. But, you know, Brent and his leadership there, uh, they've done a really great job. I've met a lot of great people there. Um, I know the volleyball coach. She coached my, my daughter in, in high school her senior year. Uh, just a great staff. And when you start looking at their core values, what they stand for, they really match up and align with County National Bank's core values. So when we see organizations or individuals that align with our core values, uh, collaboration and partnership makes sense. And so we love everything that they're doing out there. They've been a good partner. They, 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 they're customers of the bank, but we see them not just as customers, but we see them as friends of the bank. And they're trying to do the same thing that we're doing, which is try to improve our community, trying to help lift people up you know, through their education program. So uh, that's why we think it's a great partnership and we're happy to invest in them. Yeah, it's also a pipeline to, uh, to employment. Yeah. For Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, talent certainly is a challenge these mm -hmm. days. So, you know, I think in 2022, we probably average anywhere between 15 and 22 open positions. Hmm. And typically it's 10 or less. Yeah. So, you know, finding talent is a challenge across the state, across the community. So. Uh, opens up a great door to, to find that talent with Spring Arbor University. Yeah, and I think uh, we've seen the growth at CMB and a number of promotions in the last year. And I know you have a new Jackson branch manager just announced this week. Uh, so there's opportunities. People are looking uh, to grow. Uh, there's openings right now at CMB. Right. I think, you know, I think our core values, you know, we, we are we spent a lot of time in 2022 right. kind of just trying to help bring our core values more to life when you start thinking about transparency, community, uh, continue, continuous improvement. You know, our whole philosophy at the bank is we want everybody to have a career path. We don't want people to have a job. Mm -hmm. We want them to have a career path and we want them, you know, we want to come alongside our staff and help them uh, build a career, uh, not only just in the bank, but you know, what are they doing to lead in the community? And then obviously family is really important to us at County National Bank. So we, we want to support the whole you, not just the part that works at the bank. Well, it was great having you guys here today. Thanks for Thank all you, you do uh, for the community. And we appreciate uh, all you do for us here as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, thank you. We appreciate you guys too. This awesome, awesome show and great yes. to see everybody, all your guests and everything. It's, it's the community coming together. So thank yeah. you for making that happen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Bart and Andy, you do a great job for us. And we, it's really something that you don't see in a lot of smaller communities. Uh, and this is the type of thing we need to continue to develop. So thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. The uh, CEO and president of County National Bank, Joe Williams, and CFO, Eric Lawson. More of The Morning Show coming up. Stay with us. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Today's show is brought to you by Homesteady of Greater Jackson. If you have an eyesore in your house, which I'm sure you do, Homesteady will take care <laughs> of that, whether it's a wall that needs to be painted or a door that needs to be fixed. Give Homesteady a call today. Our show today is also brought to you by the Center for Family Health. 
Joining us now, we welcome from Grow Jackson and the Grow Jackson Groundhog Gallup, Jacob Innocencio, and from the ORS Running Series and Orthopedic Rehab Specialist, <laughs> Melissa Burgett. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Good morning, guys. Good, Good morning, morning, Jacob. Good morning, Melissa. Do you, do you need some help holding this, yourself back I with mean, that? They're on so your heavy. <laughs> on one of my notes, I wrote, you are constantly trying to improve the race experience nonstop since you started at ORS. Uh, every detail, you don't, uh, you don't miss. Talk a little bit about these and kind of your passion for the ORS race series. Uh, well, that has grown significantly since I started, but I just, honestly, my favorite part of it is the community engagement. It is so much fun. The environment is so much fun. And we're really, really excited about our kickoff for this year, which is Jacob's race. The Groundhog Gallop, which has really turned into a super fun one. A lot of a lot of people, it's their favorite race out of the year. Yeah, are we gonna have snow for the Groundhog Gallop this year? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, last year, you know, last year it was two days after we had that insane winter yes. storm that shut down schools and moved events. So I'm not saying I want no snow, but it'd be nice if it was less apocalyptic, perhaps, <laughs> and a little more safe. We did have one uh, participant have to go to the hospital because he had damaged his knee. Uh, no fault to Grow Jackson or the Groundhog Gala yeah. or our attorney, but uh, <laughs> definitely like nice to have you know safe conditions for people. But we're back at Parkside again this year. Uh, middle school at Parkside. Jackson Public is uh, a gracious sponsor to let us use that cafeteria. And we're really looking forward to another great event. It's actually, Groundhog Gallup has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. There was a brief hiatus. And then, uh, thanks to my dad and Melissa cornering me, I was uh, forced to bring it back. And here we are. And it, uh, it's the Grow Jackson. Groundhog. And it's the Grow Jackson Groundhog Gallup. So yes, it is a fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, I was a willing participant to help raise money for the nonprofit. And I love community events, and yeah. I love running. So here talk, we are. Talk about the uh, race series since, you know, I know you've participated in the past, but as far as maybe more of a, a larger role, uh, talk a little bit about the race series for, for people that maybe haven't participated in it. Yeah, absolutely. So we have 11 races, right, mm -hmm. in the we race do. series, and you can participate in all of them. You get points depending on how you do, and then at the end of the year, uh, those participants and their points are scored. We actually are going to have last year's award ceremony at this event as well. Cool. Uh, so we're excited about it. It's a really unique uh, you know, I think event for the community because even larger communities don't have as comprehensive of a race series. Mm -hmm. And this is a nice way for people to not just show up for a random Saturday 5K, but to get engaged, to stay engaged, and to have something to look forward to and kind of pace mm -hmm. throughout the year uh, towards uh, their 5K goals. Are there some prizes you can win, Melissa? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that was a perfect, just a perfect summary of, of what makes us unique and our series unique is that it gives people the opportunity to stay engaged throughout the year. Um, and have them something to look forward to. We have people coming from Lansing, we have people coming from Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, we have people from out of town that come back for the traditional races, the Clark Race, the Clark Lake, and the Turkey Trot, et cetera. So we're hoping mm -hmm. that um, you know some of our snowbirds come back early to Absolutely. participate in our February race and keep going. Um, but yeah, so our 2022 ORS Race Series Award Ceremony, we are super excited that we have over, we have 50 people qualify for awards wow. this year. Last year we only had 21. So we've doubled the amount of people that qualify, mm -hmm. uh, and which is just amazing. And in that, I wanted to award people for their dedication and their loyalty to the series. I mean, it's, it's no small feat to put forward the amount of money to participate in each one of these races, but then also to be in shape for the entire year. I mean, yeah. we have our first races in February. 
Last was in November, and then in July, there's one race that if you're a runner, it's not a 5K, it's five miles mm-hmm. on the 4th of July in the heat on, on a holiday. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's honestly, there's a lot of dedication and loyalty that goes in, into it. So, we are awarded, we have an award for the people that compete in all of our ORS race series races. So, you have to complete that, and um, this year we have four people. We would have had six, two of them had extenuating circumstances on race day that weren't able to compete. Mm-hmm. Last year, we only had two. So that's a significant increase that way. Um, our overall winners, they get a custom running jacket as well as a championship medal, which Bart has the gold medal right there. Oh, I've got the gold medal. Um, and then we're gonna be doing okay. a drawing for um, all real? of those participants for an Ann Arbor Running Company physical gift card. So we wanted to give people the ability to you know, say, hey, you know what, you did great. Go buy yourself a new pair of shoes. Yeah. Now, granted, we're not gonna be paying for the whole pair of shoes, but we'll be helping out with that. <laughs> going towards. Yeah, going, going towards that. And then yeah. our age group winners, um, we, you know, we have, because we had so many people qualify and we felt it appropriate to award first, second and third place as appropriate. So you guys actually have the custom um, medals that are gold, silver and bronze. And then those winners will also be part of a drawing what for a nice an cut. Ann Arbor Running Company um, <laughs> gift card at the end. So. And that's, we'll have male and female winners. So it's not just one gift card. It'll be two gift cards for oh, each category with that. Gold. We don't get to keep these. Can we get, are we going to do podiums? <laughs> if you yeah. run all the races, Bart, yes. you, you, can, you can go after. And I think, Melissa won't say this, but I think the doubling of the participants and the increase in the prizes yeah. and the increased participation right. is a true testament to Melissa's work, sure. to ORS. Uh, without you know their commitment, their consistent commitment to this, it's very easy for this sort of thing to fall away. For sure. Especially because some of our race directors have been doing it for a very long yeah. time. My dad being one of them, uh, Jeff and Tina Beagle being um, you know others, yeah. Jeff Heath, lots of others who've been doing it for a long time. And without someone who's at the helm, kind of making sure people stay together and guiding it like Melissa does, it would be very easy to become disorganized, to not really have yeah. this quality in this caliber of event and we've seen you know we've seen the results with grow jackson we were at uh, 70 participants last year at this day and uh today we're at 120. that's awesome so we're up almost 100 percent in our participation in in, exactly yeah. with two weeks to go or that's two cool. and a half weeks to go um, and our price increase happens on saturday but for a race that's at 10 a.m. on a Saturday in February, projected temps in the 20s, right. and we've got probably 200 people who are going to come out. <laughs> I got it. And yeah, it, I mean, a lot of people <laughs> don't even like to wake up before. Right, absolutely, on especially on their weekend. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to Melissa, and it's a yeah. testament to the support of our sponsors. You know, mm-hmm. our sponsor for the race is uh, Innocencio and Fisk. Um, shout out to them, of course. Yeah. And our series sponsors, Experience Jackson, JTV, Fortress Cafe, mm-hmm. ORS. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes a lot of consistent commitment mm-hmm. from these entities to continue sure. to show up and support. For sure. I it's always that. fun to see uh, the Firecracker 400 when people learn it's a five mile. And I read uh, last night that if you can run a mile in less than seven minutes, you're in the 1%. Is that true? I believe that. That's crazy. I, right? I believe yeah. that. I don't, I don't know. It's doable, though. I mean, don't ask me. It's doable. <laughs> I have not. It if you doable. have to help yeah. me figure out a way to have a presence the entire race, but then also be able to run it. For sure. No, I don't know. That, yeah. That's probably my dad question. I no. When your no. kids are old enough. Yeah, I have Harper stand there. See, I don't run. know. My dad used to direct his race and then yeah, hand out the starter pistol and run, and then yeah. come back and keep directing. Talk so. to Bruce. I know. I'm like, I don't know oh. if I should do it this year. If he does it, I'll probably get roped into yeah. doing it because I got to beat him, of course. <laughs> so who knows? I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah. Uh, how you have any free time. I know. <laughs> Either of you. <laughs> Jacob's right. an anomaly. How do you we, do we that? Like, uh, we like being involved. And I, I don't know a lot of that idea. Yeah. 
I, like, I love the community. I like being out in things. I like to see, you know, the chance to make an impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to see both at the uh, MLK breakfast. That was a nice event. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's great seeing you guys everywhere. We everywhere like to be everywhere. Yeah. The MLK. chamber did a great job with that, for sure. Yeah, MLK breakfast, MLK dinner. MLK dinner. You're yeah, just right. You were working. Yes, I was even working. had to leave early and said goodbye to us. Yes, I was working. I was working for Jackson College there, and then I had to go to another event. Uh, but busy weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Keep up the great work. Thank honestly. you. It's awesome. Yeah, sign up, get registered. And uh, learn about all the runs scheduled for 2023 online at the uh, orsraceseries.com. And there will be some special twists mm -hmm. and uh, new things happening at just about every mm -hmm. uh, one of these races this year. Yep. So it's always a fun surprise to show up and see, uh, to, to, to see what you guys have uh, come up with each, each race. We'll see you uh, at middle school at Parkside for Grow Jackson Groundhog Gallop coming up fast. Come on fast, two weeks. Good to see you all, thank you. you thank too. you guys. Thanks. From Grow Jackson and the Groundhog Gallop, Jacob Innocencio, and from ORS and the ORS Race Series, Melissa Burgett. More of the Morning Show, stay with us. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Andy, are you one of those people that drives slow in the left lane on the highway? Depends who's behind me. <laughs> well, there's a bill that was just introduced yesterday in South Carolina, it's called the Slowpoke Bill. Oh, I know this guy. Yes, and the fine for uh, hogging and going slow in the left lane goes from $25 up to $100. The so-called Slowpoke Bill uh, is enforced. If you've got a, I, you are, you probably, I learned about road rage from you. You were awful no. when we were younger. But yeah, I wonder what those people are thinking. And then if you want to speed up to pass the semi, speed up to pass the semi and then pull over. Because chances are there's someone in that line of five cars that's going to try and pit maneuver you off the road. Pit maneuver. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is, it is a lot. And the other thing that drives me nuts on the highway, the people that don't go around the emergency oh, vehicles, right, 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 right. or even worse than this happened, I couldn't believe it happened to me a couple weeks ago. An ambulance was coming, and the cars uh, just kept going. I oh, mean, it's like they need to get it together. Yeah. Hey, that's all for today's show. Join us tomorrow morning. Zoe Lyons will be here along with Angela Macknick, and we take a visit to Jackson Candy and Budge Factory. Later today, Superintendent Jeff Beal from JPS, Don Hadick from the Health Department, Trent Markham and Lisa Hendricks working on the Polar Plunge. Meet the JTV staff with Andy Hawley. Oh my God. And Steve Trozen. That's later today. We'll see you then.